Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! Welcome, welcome, OTC listeners! Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And wow, where do I even begin with this week? Just when I thought for a small moment that maybe nothing major was going on in the news, a week and a half goes by, and then whoosh! Just a flood of news just popping up left and right, mostly from Marvel, or let's face it, Disney on this case, and everything else that goes on in between. And I figured there's no way that I can commit one topic in a span of 30 minutes. I mean, I could, but I really don't want to. With the whole plethora of news that's been going on, I decided for this episode that I want to bring back the Big Five, the Big Five comic news thus far. And for those of you that are new to my podcast, basically, when I do a Top 5 News or a Big 5 News, I start with the most relevant, although, I'm sorry, rephrase, I start with the least relevant all the way to the most relevant. So in other words, the worst of the news all the way to the top to like, what the bloody hell is going on. And... I may spend maybe more time on one particular topic. It's normal. It's fine over a particular person getting fired recently. Excuse me. Ooh, got something in my throat. throat) Oh, my goodness. I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. But I figured, you know what? Let's have fun with this. Let's have fun. And with everything else that's going on, there's just so much drama. And you know what? Let's not beat around the bush. We're going to start off right now. But before we begin, I want to give a huge shout-out. Even though it has been a while since I have given shout-outs before, I want to give a huge shout-out to Sally Barilla. She is the detective. That's what she's known by, the detective. I was recently on her podcast, and we actually had a good time in connecting and just talking and talking about entrepreneurship and what people have to give up or maybe not give up, but pretty much sacrifice in order to succeed in any business they're in. With me, it was voiceover. With you, it could be owning a bakery or maybe real estate or anything, anything that comes to mind. I was recently on her podcast and I'm definitely going to drop the link right after this one below, but I do want to give a huge shout out. I was just on to our podcast. What was it? Two weeks ago, I would say we recorded around two weeks and we finally put it up and It actually got me thinking that maybe I should join more podcasts to be a guest on a lot of hosts and we can connect and we can do pretty much and talk about whatever we want. Also, in addition to that, there's my secondary podcast that just came out. Even though it has been a while since I've done a new episode, I'm still trying to plan when I'm going to release an episode on a week-to-week or bi-weekly basis. It's called Journey to the Mic with Mike Garcia. That's yours truly. Go check it out right now. It is on iTunes and Spotify. Journey to the Mic with Mike Garcia. I'll also drop a link in the description below. 
And what it is, it's a voiceover podcast where I follow the person's journey. We talk about your journey. So if you are a guest on my podcast and if you are a host or anything that has to do with voiceover, whether it comes to, I can't believe that vibration is so loud. (laughs) I'm trying to give a shout out over here and these vibrations from my upstairs neighbor is going on. Oh my goodness. As of moving to a new location wasn't bad enough as it is. But anyway, what the podcast is about, it's a voiceover podcast. It follows the person's journey. So whether you're a writer, director, casting director, producer, voice artist, you know, animator, anyone anyone that has to do with voiceover and any forms of voiceover, whether it's commercials, animation, you know, audiobooks, podcasting, cartoons, explainers, e-learning, narration, anything that has to do with voiceover. And if you have a hand in it, I definitely want to give a shout out to you and for my brand new podcast that I'm definitely taking more seriously. I'm probably going to do a little bit more of a video podcast in between, but I'm I'm planting the seed and I'm letting it grow. That's it. That's what it is. So once again, it's called Journey to the Mic with yours truly, Mike Garcia. Journey to the Mic voiceover podcast with yours truly, Mike Garcia. And give it a subscribe. Give it a shout out. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a five star review. Whatever you want to do. And if you want to be on the podcast, if we, if you want to talk about your journey, if you want to talk about anything you want to talk about in terms of how you got to where you are now, your trials, tribulations, anything, you can hit me up, Mike at voiceofgarcia.com or check out my website, voiceofgarcia.com. I'm always on it every day and you could easily reach out to me there. Now, with that being said, with that being said, let's go into the big five comic book news thus far. So much drama. I never thought that this would be one of the biggest moments that we would come back to. And then all of a sudden, there was just a lot of things that's been going on. And whenever news just builds up like this, we definitely got to break it down. So, as I mentioned, as I said, we're going to start with the least relevant to the most relevant news of what's been going on thus far. And what better way to kick off with number five, Brie Larson being irrelevant. If you haven't heard, or maybe, you know, because why would you? You know, with all the drama that's been going on with the Marvels getting postponed and the movie, I think it's about, what, two or three times or four times that it's getting postponed. It was supposed to be up in July, and now it's coming out in November. People are predicting that this is going to be another box office bomb. Well, apparently, now we're not focusing on the movie anymore. We're going to be focusing on the main actress herself, Brie Larson. And she says that she doesn't get recognized in public anymore. That it bothers her when, you know, when other actors that they get pictures or they're easily getting noticed in a movie or TV or whatever. But no one, absolutely no one recognizes her, even though she's supposed to be the big star of Marvel. At least that's what Kevin Feige told us when her movie came out and all of a sudden... She was going to be the next big thing, the next grand thing 
of Marvel Phase 3, 4, 5, whichever the case may be. Not 3, but 4 and 5. And, uh, you know, I don't want to kick a woman while she's down. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not that type of guy. But you kind of brought this upon yourself, Bree. Now, there could be a bunch of reasons why you're not really recognized. Number one, and I'm not saying this in a very... I, 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 don't want this, I don't want this to come off as sexist, but there's really no features that she has that makes me go Brie Larson right there. I mean, well, let me rephrase that. If I were to see her across the street, maybe I would recognize that she's there, but I think a huge part of me wouldn't really care. And I truly do believe that a lot of people are like that. And the thing is, I kind of blame Kevin Feige on this one and Marvel Studios or Disney or whoever it is that's in charge of marketing in general, which is mostly the studios. And it's one of these moments where when you build up a person to the highest of their pedestal and you market them to be the next face of everything. Well, now it's at the case where Brie Larson is no longer the face. Now it belongs to the actress playing Miss Marvel. I forgot her name, but it's the one that played Kamala Khan. I completely forgot her name. I'm not really good with names. Maybe that's the reason why she's unrecognizable. Maybe it's the fact that we still can't get over the fact that you promoted a movie saying along the lines of, this movie is not made for white people, which I don't care whether it's a person saying it or not. That's not only sexist, that's also kind of racist if you truly think about it in any way, shape, or form you like. Now, it's not, it's no secret if certain people are not recognized. But I think, and maybe she's facing a problem where, you know what? She enjoys the attention. She craves that attention. I mean, look at what happened with the whole pandemic thing that happened. Did I just say that twice? Kind of an oxymoron, redundant statement there. <laughs> there you go. I'm very aware of what I'm doing. Look at what happened. She made a YouTube channel, and from what I'm able to understand, I haven't checked any of her videos, but from what I'm able to understand, her numbers didn't really show as strong as she believed it would be. Now, let's face it. Performers, actors, myself included, we do things for attention. It's just the way it is. But we have a humbleness to ourselves. We know if we are recognized by something that we've done, maybe something that we've said, or something that we, you know, lend our voice to, like voiceover, what I'm doing. We become appreciated for what we do. We live to entertain. That's what we do. But if you're going to be a snob about it, if you're going to be a bitch about it, if you're going to be like, oh, woe is me, I don't understand what's going on, you're playing yourself as the victim, which a lot of people do in this current generation, and no one is buying it. Not that no one's buying it, no one really cares. And if you're trying to get people to be sympathetic towards you, you're not doing a very good job. Now, this could be a thing that she just said this to a random reporter, and... At this point, it's just her talking and there's really no point for her to be serious about this. But I truly do believe that if she's feeling this way now, if for any reason nothing changes, 
And she's already hinting that she may not know if she's ever going to come back as Captain Marvel. Her career with Disney might be done. I get it. That's a long stretch. But can you convince me otherwise? I don't know. I don't know. Coming at number four in the big five news. It's a it's funny at how irony plays, right? We wanted to see Black Adam versus Shazam. Let me repeat that. We were supposed to see Black Adam versus Shazam on the big screen. Instead, we get Zachary Levi against Dwayne Johnson. Oh, talk about irony at its finest. About a week ago, Zachary Levi came out with this 10-minute video basically telling us what was going on with what happened behind the scenes with Shazam and Shazam 2. Why Shazam 2 is not or did not perform the way it was supposed to. I will admit, I didn't see it. I didn't have the urge to see it. I don't know if it was superhero fatigue. I don't know if I'm believing in a way with what Rotten Tomatoes said, even though that's not really the case, but eh. I don't know if it's because I'm busy with other things and I decided to see something else that was better. Hashtag John Wick 4. Or maybe it's just the fact that we kind of knew where it was a sequel that wasn't really needed. Now, I do understand that Zachary Levi said in this video that they were supposed to or he was supposed to become part of the member of the Justice Society of America. And yet Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, basically put a cap on all of that. Because let's face it, DC kind of gave him the keys to run however he wanted to run. If you remember, it was supposed to be Black Adam versus Superman. He was trying so hard to market that. So hard. We know that The Rock is very egotistical. We know The Rock is very full of himself. We know The Rock puts himself on a very, very high pedestal. And we've kind of expected this would happen. We really thought, well, not we, he really thought that if the movie did so well, we're talking about Black Adam, that if the movie did so well that we would get a sequel of him versus Henry Cavill Superman. When in reality, we wanted him to face off against Shazam. In the comics, Black Adam is a Shazam villain. It's just the way it is. Dwayne Johnson said, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. The jabroni-beaten, pie-eating, electrifying man and all of entertainment said, no, 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 my friends. He was like, screw that. The Justice Society is not going to be in Shazam 2. They're going to be in my movie. Shazam, I don't want anything to do with Shazam. I'm going to do my thing, and it's going to be successful. Guess what? Numbers came out, wasn't successful. It really wasn't. I have an excerpt here from theweek.com, and I think they're taking, they took an excerpt from uh, The Rap. And here it says, Dwayne Johnson didn't allow Black Adam characters to appear in Fury of the Gods, which is Shazam 2, suggesting the lack of connection between the films was his doing. And he also reportedly turned down a cameo in the movie by refusing to integrate with other established characters. Johnson systematically crippled two franchises and has harmed DC in the process. I'm going to say this. As much blame as we really want to put on Dwayne Johnson... 
I'm kind of placing the blame on Warner and DC before James Gunn came into the picture. DC Studios before James Gunn came into the picture. The CEO before then, or the president, whoever he is, Walter Armada, or whoever it is that's making those decisions. You were the ones that gave Dwayne Johnson that platform. You should have known exactly what he was going to do, or at least stopped him from doing what he wanted to do. Granted, there would have been a little bit of a turmoil, maybe a little bit of a disagreement, maybe some contracts that was going on, maybe you thought that because he's a very well-known actor that people would just instantly gravitate towards him, especially with his history with WWE and him being one of the most overrated actors that we've ever seen. This is kind of your fault too. So I'm not placing 100% of the blame to Dwayne Johnson. And on top of that, I really don't blame 100% of the... I really don't blame him at all for Shazam 2's failures. In fact, because of what happened with Marvel, I truly do believe that people are just tired of seeing superhero films. When you give us so much cake, it's good to have it every once in a while, but to have it every single day or every week of every month or whatever the case may be, of course it was going to get lost in the shuffle. There could have been other reasons why it didn't do very well. Maybe it could have been a marketing tactic. Maybe the fact that the movie was competing against other releases that were way better. Like Creed 3. Like John Wick 4. Like the Super Mario movie coming out next week. And other films that are around the times. Dungeons and Dragons coming out today. So, we could place blame on so many factors here. It wasn't as successful as we thought it would be. Maybe that we didn't, but it is what it is. Will there be a third movie? Highly doubt it. Will Shazam come back in James Gunn DC uh, Studios movie? I don't know. All I know is, for me personally, I'm going to wait until streaming to see the movie. That's just the way it is. I mentioned Creed 3, and this is actually a great segment in terms of... Well, I wouldn't say a great segment, but... I want to circle back a little bit here. This is coming at number three, and I'm going to spend a little bit of short time on this one. Coming on number three, there was a question that was made to Critical Drinker and Mauler and Nerd Roddick and so many other great YouTubers. By the way, check, check them out, by the way. They have great content. Is the superhero movie genre dying? It's hard for me to say yes completely. Is it crippled? 100%. 100% it is crippled. As I stated just now, earlier, superhero fatigue has been, and it's been this way for a while, since Marvel Phase 4 has been shitting the bed like crazy. But I don't want to go so far as say that it's dying. I think, and we're going to talk about this in the first news with a particular person being fired, I think with the amount of people that are being laid off left and right, and the fact that Marvel is admitting, not really admitting, but basically put out the fact that they're focusing more on quality over quantity, it's always good to space out your projects 
as it goes along. But I did say after I saw Ant-Man 3 that I really don't have any hope for Marvel Phase 5. Until a movie or anything can make me change my mind about it, I have zero hope for it. But is the genre dying? Are people just getting fed up with films like this? You mean to tell me that on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm tired of using this as the catalyst or the reasoning, but let's just take this at face value. You mean to tell me that a Dungeons & Dragons movie on Rotten Tomatoes, both the critic score and the audience score, did way better than Ant-Man 3? How is that possible? Now, I'm not shitting on... Dungeons and Dragons, me personally, I've never really been a big fan, but I know tons of people that are big fans. My girlfriend is a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan and has a massive fan base. But yet, you have movies like that, John Wick 4, Creed 3, and others as of recently that just came out with high, high scores. Why do you think that is? Maybe it's the fact that they are not focusing on the woke agenda. Maybe it's the fact that they're not focusing on the message. Maybe it's the fact that they're not focusing on identity politics. Maybe it's the fact that they're not focusing on pushing something down our throats. Telling us that if we don't see a certain something that we are misogynist, racist, sexist, or anything else in between. Maybe it's the fact that we're slowly, very slowly getting into that age where we are making movies fun to watch. And if those are held in a high standard, what can you say about the rest of the superheroes that are going out right now? It kind of makes you think. Really kind of makes you think. Coming at number two, this one by far blew up so much. And I talked about Creed 3, and we're going to talk about a particular actor, as you already know. Jonathan Majors last weekend got arrested. Oh my goodness. Kang himself, Kang the Conqueror, the main bad guy for Marvel Phase 5 and Phase 6 got arrested, had a domestic dispute between him and his girlfriend, and has been charged with assault and harassment. Oh my goodness. And then, and then, less than a week later, just recently, like a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago, his lawyer reveals that his girlfriend recanted and basically took back her story. I'm going to read you exactly what she said, if for any reason you have no idea what she said. This is exactly what she says. And I quote, They assured me that you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw the injuries on me and they knew we had a fight. I'm so sorry they did. And I'm so sorry you're in this position. I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. The alleged victim went on to tell Jonathan Majors that she loved him. And a subsequent, uh, a subsequent text seemed to show the message sender claimed to have told the police 
that the incident was not an attack. They do not have my blessing, she says. They do not have my blessing on any charges being placed. The text also reveals that his girlfriend reiterated to police that she was not strangled. God damn, I hate th- this this vibration that's going on. I don't know what the hell's going on outside. My goodness. <laughs> now, I read all of that. What exactly would make you, you as the listener, what do you think? Now, we can tackle this in a bunch of different ways. And a lot of people are quickly to go onto a side. Because it feels like, it kind of feels very similar to a very Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, Amber Turd type situation, right? It kind of feels that way a tiny bit. But then there are certain questions that I have to ask. And there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Is he being set up by a crazy psycho bitch? Realizing there were consequences to our actions and told the truth out of fear? Is he really an abuser? And this is the case of Stockholm Syndrome. And therefore was afraid to lose him. Therefore recanting her story. Was she threatened by fans? And maybe that's the reason why she's recanting her story. Even though, and let's face it, Jonathan Majors is not, at least to me, is not really a well-known actor like Johnny Depp was because we grew up with Johnny Depp and therefore we've only seen Jonathan Majors in a few movies and shows and I don't, I don't really remember what he did. But I'm not trying to compare apples and oranges here. I'm comparing... And I'm comparing. I'm focusing on this moment here. The truth is, we really don't know. We don't know what happened behind the scenes. If we take this at face value for what it is, we don't really know what's been happening that led up to that moment. But if we take this at face value, It's going more and more on his side because she recanted her story and I put up a tweet about this and I was emotional when I read this because I personally had to deal through it in dating someone that has serious, serious mental health issues. And if you, yourself, you, the listener, you, if you are in a current relationship, in an an emotionally abusive relationship, you need to leave. Don't justify yourself in staying in a relationship where your partner, your significant other, is going to use whatever they can against you. If they abuse you. Emotionally, physically, mentally, doesn't matter. More news is going to come about this soon. All I can say right now is, I'm not ready to crucify him yet. I'm really not. I'm not ready to crucify this guy. Do I think she has a lot to do with this? Of course. Do I think of him as a monster? No. No. Not yet. But that remains to be seen. And until we find out more, this is the only thing we can literally go with. But time will tell what's going to happen. 
time will tell indeed for Kang the Conqueror. Coming at number one, oh my goodness, this is the main one. This is the one we've gone to for a while and has been going all, all over the news. Victoria Alonso fired from Disney. I swear to God, I really wish I had like a drop-in soundbite where I can just drop in. Um, I'm thinking of Aladdin where the genie is like having a celebration. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Victoria Alonso is, she is now former president of post-production, visual effects, animation, and Marvel Studios. She's also a gay Latina and essentially a woke activist. Now, from Disney's side, she's been fired for a breach of contract for working on their rival studios, Amazon, and, Am and Amazon Film, Argentina. Argentina, Argentina 1985. That because she was on it, or she was working for it, working with it, she was even at the Oscars, not with Disney Marvel, but with the person associated with the movie, she was in breach of contract, and she had to be let go. Now on one side, I'm like, yes! Yes, yes, bye bitch! Bye, Felicia. Leave. Go. Bye. Now, I'm pretty sure if that didn't happen, if the breach of contract didn't happen, then she would have continued to be there considering that she's been there all since 2006 and they're focusing on quality over quantity. Even though you got the woke activist right there that is in charge of pretty much everything. Maybe she was responsible for Marvel Phase 4 in terms of what it, of, of how it came out to be. Who the hell knows? A lot of people are saying it. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Now we get her reaction. Her response, Marvel asked her to do something she believed was reprehensible. Got this from an article, a little excerpt. I forgot where I, I forgot where I came from. I believe it's from independent.co.uk. And here is what the excerpt reads. The request was reportedly due to with the release of Marvel's latest film, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Ant-Man 3. It's been reported that Marvel bosses allegedly wanted an editor to blur a shop window that had rainbow decorations as well as the word pride. For its release in Kuwait, a country with anti-LGBTQ laws. So in other words, if this is true, Marvel wanted to blur it out so that way it could be shown in another country that doesn't see the views that United States or North America has views and she was against it because of what she is. I'm not saying this is right. I'm saying I kind of understand where the studios is going with. Because think about it. If you are in charge of a multi-billion dollar company. And you lost over $120 billion the year prior. The only thing you have that you can relate to, not the relate to, that you can do for your business is to ensure that the movie that you're putting out is being seen by everyone. But you also know 
even though that throughout this entire time that you've been focusing on representation and diversity and appeasing to the masses and yada yada, but you also know that there are limitations. It's why China shuts down anything that has to do with what they don't believe. And Kuwait would probably be the same way. So if you want your movie to be seen by everybody else at the global box office, you're going to have to make certain changes, especially if you know full well that they don't agree with what you're trying to represent. Because you need the money. So as a business perspective, I completely get it. I completely get it. Do I agree with it? Eh. But I completely understand. Unfortunately, according to Victoria Alonso, this was reprehensible and she would and she refused to do that. Maybe she believed maybe she truly believed in her own righteousness that Disney would be hypocrites. That Disney would become the thing that they despise and silencing people. Cause she believed, and her lawyer even agreed to this, she believed herself that she was silenced. I'm not saying who is right or who is wrong here, nor do I, am I even picking a side. Because to be honest, what truly matters to me, and I'm being completely honest, if she's gone, maybe, maybe we can have a better quality in terms of Marvel films going forward. Maybe. And the reason why I'm emphasizing on the word maybe is because if you don't change the writers that have no idea what they're doing, and they did admit that, if you do not change the directors that have no idea what they're doing with barely any credibility whatsoever, they did admit that, then nothing changes. You chopped off a Hydra head, but three more take its place. So, okay, great. You got rid of Victoria Alonso. Maybe one of the biggest headaches, maybe one of the biggest reasons why Marvel Phase 4 is it is the way it is. Awesome. Congrats. Woohoo! Throw a party. What happens next? What are you going to do next? How are you going to fix the quality content that you have that made people fall in love with your product for so many years? How will you fix that? Or, or... Are you just doing it to cut spending? Are you doing it to save money because you're also getting rid of 7,000 other employees and you just got rid of the chairman of Marvel Studios? You just got rid of the freaking chairman. So once again, once again, you've done all this work. Kudos. What happens next? What are you going to do about it? What happens next? I don't know. This goes back into the question, is the superhero movie genre dying? That I don't know. Can it be resurrected? Absolutely. But I'm not getting my hopes up just yet. That's all I got to say about that. 
That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. I spoke a lot on a lot of things, and yeah, some of it was a little controversial, but hey, I'm just asking questions. I'm just speaking my mind, and you know what? It was actually pretty fun, because now the news is never going to stop, and it's only a matter of time before we see what happens next. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you disagree with me in any way and you want to come onto this podcast and go up against me in anything that I said, by all means, come onto the platform. We'll have an adult conversation about it. Hit me up, voiceofgarcia.com. Email me, mike at voiceofgarcia.com. Once again, guys, don't forget to check out my other podcast, Journey to the Mike with Mike Garcia. That's me. And give this podcast a like, a subscribe. It helps me out tremendously. And... I'm in the verge of creating something new again. I don't know what it is yet. Well, I do know what it is, but I don't know how to perfect it yet. But more news will be coming very, very soon. Until then, when it comes to news, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. As you saw, or as you heard, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.